What is going on, lads? Welcome to another episode of the Positive Masculinity Podcast. I am your host, Nick Rybell, and I'm here to teach you how to become a high-value man. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, I release a brand new episode teaching you everything ranging from motivation, discipline, mindset, relationships, and communication through to fitness, training, mateship, business, and self-education. Masculinity is a super powerful force that has been misrepresented and misconstrued in today's society. And so it is my mission to bring awareness back to what masculinity truly is and create a society full of strong, powerful, and valuable men. Now, guys, every fortnight, I am going to be running a brand new free challenge, which is going to be held live. If you want to register, all you have to do is go to www.com thepositivemasculinityproject.com.au forward slash challenge. It is completely free. It is going to be live. There are limited spots available, so make sure you go and register. I will put the link in the show description. But without further ado, let's dive in to today's episode on the Positive Masculinity Podcast. Good morning, lads. Happy Sunday. Fuck, it is weird running a Mantle episode on the weekend. It just doesn't feel right. But it's going to feel natural over time. Today, I've got a super special guest on, and I'm super, super excited for this one. His name is Ian McKenzie. Now, he's a friend of mine. Met him through one of the coaching groups that I'm in. Chat every week. We always have really, really good chats. And so, I thought I'd bring him on the podcast because he's got a lot of value and a lot of knowledge to share. Mate, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you making the time. Do you want to just give everyone a bit of a backstory and an intro on yourself? No worries. Well, thanks very much for having me, Nick. And, um, it's a bit of an honour, actually, to speak to a legend like you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, um, yeah, no, I'm, uh Yeah, no one is Ian. I am um, McKenzie. I'm um, actually one of the older blokes um, around. I'm 58. Um, know it, though. <laughs> yeah, I try to keep active. Um, but yeah, so 58 years old. I uh, grew up in um, Kilmore in country Victoria. So I've been there all life. My family's been there since 1839. So I can suppose oh, you could call me a local. <laughs> um, and yeah, married um, to my wife, Kim, and uh, two adult kids now, um, a 22-year-old boy, Cal, um, who's now married to uh, Rach, my daughter, daughter-in-law. Um, and my uh, daughter, my oldest daughter, Carly, at 25, and her partner, Anthony. And Carly's actually expecting her first bub in... Um, in two months so my first grandchild so exciting um really wrapped about that um and i'm i'm a professional firefighter with fire rescue victoria been a fiery for 38 and a half years um yeah and um basically i, I love to my, my life centers around family um mates mateship is um mm. is huge for me um and you know travel i love to travel love my job um and uh, yeah, and I'm really heavily into fitness and um, looking after myself, and um, got a lot more to do yet, and a lot more to come. And um, so, Fuck yeah, yeah, so hundred percent. We'll dive into that. Before we do, what does being a valuable man mean to you? Oh, I, oh there's so many different aspects of that. I, I think mm. being a valuable man is, is being, um, especially um, with your family and your kids, is being a good role model, like being mm. um, strong-willed and. Um, yeah, being supportive through for any sort of um, you know any sort of dilemma or thing that they go through, just showing that you're there for them and being a strong person, um, and um, you know being that person that when you leave the planet, they go, oh, he was a good bloke because he he was kind, he was honest, he cared about 
the people he, he knew, the people he worked with, mm. the people he loved. Um, you know, I, I, nothing's more important than me to making than making people happy. Mm. To, to to see my family happy, see them um, be kind to people. Because one of the things about that is, you know, you see these pricks that go into places like, um, in, you know, go to a, I don't know a McDonald's counter, yeah. and they get they get they're really rude to the staff yeah. because, um, you know, um, you know their their order might be slightly wrong or be, they were waiting 10 yeah. minutes instead of five minutes and, yeah. and they abuse the the person behind the counter and and i really believe that you you, you don't know what's going on in that person's life behind the counter yeah what you say could push that person over the edge yeah you know like they might go home and just be absolutely devastated these people like and i just think that being a man is you know having principles standing up and yeah. being kind to people being honest um and kind to people because mm. you just don't know how what people are going through yeah, and just having a positive impact because people, obviously, people are generally speaking like attracted to your your charisma or the way that you look, but they'll remember you for how you made them feel. Yeah, right? I yeah, think 100%. that's yeah, a super important thing. So that's a great point. In terms of your fitness and all of the we'll call them adventures that you go on and whatnot, you're super fucking fit for your age. <laughs> you're what are you doing? You're doing high rock soon. You're doing a half mara. You just booked in a, a mini Triathlon, try. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why are you doing all that stuff? I, I really well. There's there's several reasons, you know. Like um, I I'm at, as I said, I'm 58 years old and nearly 59 in January, and um, I, I just got so much I want to do. There's so much I, I I just love being active. I love learning. I love being able to do things. Um, like I went I hiked the Himalayas um five years ago with my daughter, and that that is still one of the best things I've ever done in my life because I I went with my daughter. She was 21 at the time. That was that was four years ago. Um, and it was absolutely amazing because um, I get to spend um, 24-7 with her, you know, going through her vulnerability of, um, you know, she'd never done a multi-day hike like that before. And um, it was such a great experience, um, every aspect of it, you know, seeing uh, other cultures. But you know, being, uh, being fit enough to be able to do that with her and really enjoy her company. And then I go, um, then we finish up and we go to Malaysia together on a, resort island and sit around the pool drinking cocktails so it was it was absolutely an amazing experience so if i was if i didn't look after myself if i was unhealthy um lazy um and unmotivated you know there's no way i could do something like that yeah. um you know like my son and i um we love the outback and, and camping there as well so um we did like five and a half weeks together in the outback um in my Back, back then in Holden, Colorado, and we were in our swags the whole time. And we went right across the outback and did heaps of hiking and um, all that sort of stuff. We went to New Zealand together and we parasailed and um, went out in boats and hiked up Mount Cook and things like that. And, you know, if I didn't look after myself, I couldn't do that. Mm. And I, I, in my demographic of my age group, you know, I see people in my job, in my career, because we go to cardiac arrests and yeah. things like that. And... There's people my age that yeah. are, they've got massive big guts. Yeah. Um, they're cooked because of their lifestyle. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's one big thing about it. Um, two, as I really love to challenge myself. I love to have things to aim for. Yeah. I love to, um, you know, like I'm doing a mini try and I hate, try, I hate swimming. Yeah. Yeah. We're just but, talking about it. <laughs> yeah. But so I hate swimming so much, but to me, 
what what will get me through that is my mindset will tell me that I'm going to work hard enough to get well enough to get through that yeah. swimming leg of it. Not worried about the running and riding because I do mountain biking. I love that. Um, and the running side of it, well, training for the half marathon in December. Um, yeah, you sort of like, um, so the running and riding, that, you know, doesn't bother. It's crazy, mate. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and then, and the third thing is, um, is uh, one of the things I love about training is, um, you know, you can feel shitty. Yeah. Uh, you might go to work and you have a crappy at work and we go to a lot of shit at work. You yeah. know, we go to, we respond to medical emergencies, you know, road accidents, um, you know, industrial accidents, everything you can possibly imagine we go to and I've been to. Mm. So, um, yeah, you, and mind you, I, I cope with that really, really well, but mm. it's nice to forget about work and you get to, um, you go to uh, the gym and walk in the door, your mates are there, everybody's happy to see you, everybody's really keen to get into it. Um, and I just love that that group training. Um, I've done Spartan a few times and Spartan, I love that group aspect of it. I love, I've done a half marathon before and again, running down you know, St Kilda Road with thousands of people, that mm. motivates me. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's triathlon I'm doing with my son and, and my daughter-in-law. So um, the the half marathon I'm doing for myself, but the triathlon I'm doing with my son and daughter-in-law. So I love that aspect, the mateship side of it. And you, you go in a gym, yeah, your mates are there and you have a laugh and you, you know, you, you walk in, you bump shoulders and, hey, hey boys, how you going? And it's just, it's so good. Yeah. And the girls, you know, like yeah, the great 100%. girls in the gym as well, you know, yeah. like, um, we have a great man. time. 100%. Yeah. I think, like, that's the thing I miss the most about footy is having the, the group yeah. training, you know, whether we're doing a really hard running session or we're doing a massive training session, just having the boys around is epic. And yeah. that goes into, like, the brotherhood side of things. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, the training I was doing for the marathon, for example, it was super super rewarding but it was also there was a lot of lonely times too yeah as you can imagine so training in amongst the boys it's definitely makes a difference that's a real thing too um loneliness for males mm. um you know mateship and um there's different periods um where i've gone through that you know and i, and I um things like um you know during covid in victoria in particular mm. we it was yeah. just shit the way we we're locked down yeah. so much and um and I'm a social person, so I'd catch up with my best mates and we'd go out riding every week and then we'd go for a coffee and um, and we'd sit there and chat for two hours, you know. And you, you miss that when you're um, yeah. when you're out training. So I actually, it knocked me around a bit. Yeah. Uh, I hated it. And um, and also, um, you know, with my shift work with the fire brigade, you know, a lot of times my mates are working when I'm off. And you, you do get a bit lonely sometimes for mateship. Mm. And um, so, but I've, really been working on that and uh and the gym is a big thing for me and um and i got some really great great mates at work now that i catch up with pretty regularly uh you know i'm catching up with mates tomorrow from work you know and so we'll have lunch together and it's a heap of us so um you know i'm really focusing on that and even when i went away to i went to indonesia in uh april this year and went over to the orangutans and the and the komodo dragons and in the wild it was Freaking epic, but um, you know, I met people, lots of people on that, and it, mm. it just makes you feel good. Just sharing that thing with other people, yeah. Um, and sometimes when I ride my mountain bike, I'll go, I'll go out for the day, and I'll, um, I'll be the only one there. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, it'd be great if someone was there yeah. with me, you know, just to hang, hang and just do it together with. Absolutely, so, yeah. With so with that though, I'd love to ask you, what's your opinion in terms of balance between solitude and, and brotherhood? Because obviously, like I, I, 
I'm a believer that having time alone too is super valuable, particularly as a dude. Like you do yeah. a lot of growth and whatnot when you're on your own, but I think equally important is a brotherhood. So where's your balance in, in terms of that? Yeah, 100%. No, um, I, I, I think I've got a pretty good balance there because um, with a shift worker, having a fair bit of spare time, which is good. Um, mm. I play drums and yeah. I, um, I actually really only just, just restarted back up with that again after about 10 years because circumstance back 10 years ago um finances and yeah. things like that stopped but um i always i always kept the junk because i thought oh, i really want to get back into it again yeah. and sure enough I, I was in japan only about um four weeks ago it sounds like i travel a lot but yeah i do <laughs> <laughs> um, but i was back in japan and i um i was thinking you know um it's very important right through life from from your age to to how old i am is to do things that, and I read, you know, I use the term create flow because I was told about a book called Ikigai about yeah. the Japanese um, way of life. And we've got to do things in life that make us feel good, yeah. create flow, make us make us happy. And um, because, you know, depression and, and anxiety and things are, are real and it's not, not only real in, in a, a young person, it's real in a middle-aged person, it's real mm. in an older person. So you got to do things that make you feel good mm. and... When I was in Japan, I thought to myself, you know, um, I'm a bit, feeling a bit ordinary, so I, I need to do something. And I thought, my drums, of course. Yeah. I love drums. So I got on the, I was on the internet. I was on the line, as the old people call it. <laughs> on the looking, cloud. Yeah. I was looking at the cloud and I found, I went on the line and I found this drum instructor in, um, in Pascovale, just here in Melbourne. And, um, and uh, I inquired with him and now I go weekly lessons with him. And yeah, I went out. Um, I was going to buy a um, practice pad, but ended up walking out with an electronic drum kit. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah Billy Hyde's. Um, but uh, absolutely loving it. And so I'm finding that, yeah. So solitude, that sort of that sort of thing. I can go in the in the sh in the back room now, and I'll be on my drums for two hours, and I love it. You know, yeah. it's it makes me feel good. It makes me. Um, I feel like I'm improving, um, and. And the, and the other thing about that is um, solitude is, you know, um, my son grew up, growing up always played, you know, always built Lego. I'm yeah. doing it now. So yeah, I've got a massive yeah. big helicopter to build and I've got a big pirate ship and I build model trucks and yeah. and I can sit there for hours doing that. So there's definitely, um, that's good for my mind as well. Um, uh, it's all good. For, it's also good, you know, like being an older person, we're always told that if you if you keep your mind active, you can actually. That's just as important as keeping your body active. Yeah. So and you know I could still sit down there and build um, little, little glue little tiny bits to be get together and you know find these little tiny bits of Lego. And I had an eye test the other day just for reading glasses because I've had them for a while just reading glasses and my script hasn't changed and they said um, your eyes are in really good nick Best. and they haven't yeah and they haven't changed so, um, so that's yeah again looking after yourself is really important so. Um, yeah, I've got a, I think I've got a good balance with, um, with uh, solo time and, and mate time. Yeah. Because, um, and it, yeah, you talk about mateship. I, my best mates, like, there's about six of us who get together, right? Or yeah. six, three couples and my, my three best mates. And, and, uh, and we were, we're going to catch up for dinner tonight or whatever. And during that day, I actually feel really good because every yeah. time we get together, we have such a good time. Yeah. And so you you can you can do your things at home. Like I'll get in the shed, build things. Um, I'm building shelving in there at the moment, and I'm quite happy to be in my own company. 
read. Um, I do a bit of growth then. I read. I, I got a home sauna, so I'll get in the sauna and Fuck I'll yeah. meditate in that. And um, I try to meditate, but you've got to shut the brain down. But I'm getting better at that. Yeah. And um, get in there and um, so I meditate, listen to a bit of music, um, and then come out, you know, and then we'll go that night and have the best time. Same mm. with family as well. So, yeah, I think I'm on a pretty good – I'm actually feeling pretty good about myself lately. Yeah. I um, think things are really coming together well. And my wife and I are off to Europe in about four, uh, three weeks' time. And we've got some great places to travel to there. So yeah. I think um, I think that's going to be good. Um, yeah, we need to um, communicate better, her and I. That's a little bit about yeah. that. But um, I'm sure that we're going to... Um, this will be a good trip. I'm really feel it's going to be good. Fuck yeah. Just for everyone listening, Ian's just never in Australia. He's constantly traveling. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. If we um, go back a little bit to like your younger days, I know that we've got a few similarities in there yeah. that we can kind of unpack. How important has that been in shaping who you are now? Uh, it's a big, big impact. Um, yeah, Nick and I have spoken about this before. I, I was bullied as a young bloke right through primary school and back. Um, so that's back in the 70s, you know. Um, things are, uh, uh, there's a lot more um, things in, um, it's, it's looked at and knocked on the head pretty quickly nowadays. But bullying in the young days, you know, I used to walk out of the school grounds and the same kids would beat me up at night because there's no teacher there, the mm. gate like they do now, and you know, they beat me up. And I, and I, I remember as he, I can have clear view of the memories of running home crying because I was being beat up all the time, you know. Yeah. And um, we weren't rich. Dad was on the road all the time. He was an interstate truck driver. Yeah. And Mum, um, she she tried. To, she did her best to race. So she did a great job, but mm. um, you know she couldn't be there all the time. And we had to, we had hand-me-down clothes. We didn't have, um, you know, we used to walk home to school because they couldn't drive and, um, you know, you'd have a yellow raincoat on. And so immediately you picked out of, for that sort of thing and stuff like that. And so, mm. it, yeah, it wasn't nice. And I went, I changed to, when I went to high school, I went to a a school that was out of my town and not, not the one everybody was going to because I didn't want to go through, didn't want to go to school those those, those dickheads, you know. Yeah. And um, as it was, sometimes um, some of them come across eventually and sort of started a bit again. But as I got older, I I just didn't accept it anymore. I just um, started to um, retaliate and, you know, like punch back. <laughs> I was a shit fighter, but sometimes you just got to do that. Yeah. Um, so how it shaped me is it, yeah, it did knock me around, you know, um, I took a long time to get used to that, and I probably as a, I was a quiet kid, I suppose that um, that impact that that was an impact of that. Um, but then I got into the fire brigade when I was twenty years old, and it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life, as far as career and, and lifestyle goes. Um, and I got a beautiful home, beautiful family. Uh, I get to travel. I you know, I got kids that actually really do love me. I've got mates that do, really do care about me. Um, so I look at it as I won, yeah. you know, and some of those dickheads that were actually giving me a hard time, some of them are still in town and they've never done anything with their lives. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. just dickheads. It's often the case. Yeah. And, you know, the one bloke, um, the, one particular, the one that came to high school, uh, he was a knob and he <laughs> goes, can I say knob? <laughs> <laughs> it was a fuckwit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll do it, yeah. 
But he was um, like, as an adult, he was caught in. Uh, in you got. A, I heard the story. He got arrested in the main street of, of Wallen, just next to us. Um, you know, having a having a you know being friendly with himself in the car. That was a toss. Yeah, you yeah, told yeah. me that. Yeah. I remember. So, uh, he sold really well with himself, you know, like <laughs> yeah. he's here and I um, being in an emergency, in the emergency services, um, actually impacting people's lives by being yeah. in, my, in my role. And this bloke who used to bully me sitting in the car playing with himself. <laughs> so I think I, I think I won there. Yeah, um, yeah so that, that was tough. And when I was, I go, you know, I was going through a bit of anxiety a while back. Um, I actually, got a bit of hypnotherapy done mm. because I, I do too many what-if scenarios, mm. you know, like, oh, what if this happens? What if that happens? And mm. stuff like that. And, you, and you, your brain starts to go, you, you know, predict all these things and it's living in the future, but you shouldn't yeah. do that. Yeah. You know? And so I had, had the hypnotherapy and, and she actually picked up that, um, that the bullying actually did affect me a bit. Yeah. And uh, I didn't think it did because it's like, this is only, this is during COVID, I did this, this Mm. therapy and i'm thinking to myself um you know uh did it really affect me and 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 she actually picked up that it did so that's that's that was a good choice by going to her because that mm. was um that made a difference you know um but then and the the positive impact of bullying is that um my kids uh you know i was right on top of it with the kids my kids you know and cal my, my son he's a he's a ripper bike he's a he's a redhead and um, so, you know, he cops that ranger bullshit in mm. primary school and high school and things like that. And uh, he rings me one day, he's year eight, and he rings me from school and he said, Dad, this year 10 kid just punched me in the chest. I said, why, mate? I go, and he said, I don't know. I said, have you told the teachers? And I said, I, and he said, oh, I'll, I'll do it. And I said, I'll, I'll come up and get you. I'll come up and see you. And this year 10 kid said that um, he heard that rangers don't feel pain, so he punched him in the chest. Yeah, right. You know, knock, nearly knocked him off his feet. And, yeah. you know, like, Cal's, Cal's a really easygoing, good kid. He's not, he's not, um, he hasn't got a bad bone in his body, you yeah. know. Anyway, him and his, um, his now wife, Rach, she's my beautiful daughter-in-law, um, you know, they, she copped a bit of bullying too in, in high school. And, but what they did, those two, is instead of um, letting it get them down, they became bully advocates and would then help the year sevens start as year 12, 11 and 12 students. Mm. They would talk to the year seven students about dealing with bullies and what you, you know, what you can do to protect it yourself and mm. your mates and things like that. So they turned it around to, in a positive way to help others. Yeah. Um, I was so proud of them both for that yeah, because, exactly. you know, um, they didn't have to go down that path, but that's what they chose to do because they saw the pain they went through yeah. and um, helped, they wanted to help others. And mm. so... I think that's that was pretty um, pretty awesome effort by those two. Yeah. So I think yeah. So I've learned. Um, so what I've learned out of it is yeah, just look out for others, look out for other people, and and don't do it. Don't mm. do it yourself. You know, like you, you, as I said to you earlier on, you don't know what you be an asshole to someone in the street or something, and you don't know what's going on in their life. Mm. You know, you could be that person that makes them go the other way. Yeah. And you don't want to do that. Yeah, and there's there's no need to spread negative energy. Like it is yeah. contagious. Like yep, you you often find like whenever I've been angry about something, whether it's you know road rage or pissed off at home or whatever, it makes you feel like shit too. Yeah, if you're being negative. Yeah, hundred so percent. It's not helping anyone. And I think a good lesson to take out of that, people, is like there's some things in life you can't avoid, mm. so you can't really run from them. The best no. thing you can do is 
prepare yourself to deal with them as best you can. Yeah. So whether that be working with assholes you don't like or, mm. you know, something happening at the shops or on the road, you can't prevent those kind of things, but you can prepare yourself. Yeah. I think that's how you, I guess, develop your character as a dude. Yeah, be re- re- learn to be resilient and, um, you know, much. realize it's not, it's not you, it's them. Yeah. They're the ones with the issues. And, you know, and there's so much out there now. Like, I mean, you know, when I joined the fire brigade in 1985, I was 20 years old, and uh, we go to road accidents, right? Mm. And we go to some horrific road accidents. And so as me- we, we see things that the general public don't get to see, which is... Um, which is good. Mm. They, they shouldn't have to go through that. It's only the people who put the calls through and actually see, are, are there on scene. So yeah. 99% of the population don't see what we see. And um, when I was going through recruits, we, we were sat in a room. There was 35 fireys and we sat in a room and they had a video and the lights turned off and they put a video up and then show us, um, it's called a knock on the door. Mm. And it was all road accident scenes and death. From, from road accidents and industrial accidents, etc. Yeah. Knock on the door, meaning the police knocking on someone's yeah. family's door. Yeah. Anyway, you sit there and they have a stretcher on the ground and smelling salts and, and you're sort of like, if you, you could watch it and if you didn't, if you fainted or turned away, you, you know, they had the smelling salts to wake you up. Yeah, right. But they've worked out in the last, you know, 30-odd years. That doesn't work. Exposing people to that sort of stuff um, doesn't help them. It just scars their brain. Okay. You know, and it, so where I'm heading with that one, that, that's for me at emergency services, but there's so much available out there to now, to, to us now. If, you, if you're struggling with anything, you know, you, you've only got to speak up, talk to your mates, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I want to be that bloke that, uh, that if, if one of my mates is struggling or one of my family members is struggling, I want to be that bloke they, that the kids, are, the kids or, or mates are comfortable to come and talk to. Mm. And in my role with the fire brigade, I'm in the peer support program, and I actually love that because um, I've got workmates, uh, and they're good mates of mine, and and others that have known, don't know me that well, but they've they've approached me about personal things going on in their lives or how they've reacted after an incident or things like that, and I love that they they can do that, you know, and and I say that to any of you young blokes out there that don't be afraid to speak up, don't mm. be afraid to talk to your mates, you know, like. Um, you don't have to bottle through this stuff yourself. There's there's so much going on. There's there's such a l- large loss of young life due to suicide and things like that. It doesn't have to be the case. You know, you, mm. you, you sometimes all those people want to do is just talk. And you, if you're that person who will listen and um, you know, and sometimes you don't have you don't have answers. You don't have the right yeah. things to say. Or, but if you just let someone talk to you and let them know they're not alone, yeah. you can make a huge impact on someone's life. Yeah. Yeah, and, it's like, and then, and honestly, Nick, with the work that you do, and I've you know I've listened to a lot of your podcasts and um, and see what you do out there, and you're on the right track. You're getting people in there into a good mindset. You, you, you're saying there's options out there. You, you, you develop, look after yourself, and be, yeah. become a good man. Um, because you know we're a long time on the planet, and you don't, you don't have to do much. Well, we're not really a long time. The mm. time goes so fast. Yeah, it does. But um. Yeah, you're on the right track, mate, and um, yeah, it's it's really important that we we do reach out and look yeah. after our mates. Absolutely, I actually did a a little workshop for the boys in the group, my group, this morning on, oh, awesome. on on vulnerability, and I think there's a few little misconceptions around vulnerability. I was talking to the boys, and I think we can often get caught in a cycle of 
becoming aware of like we're feeling like shit or this is wrong then speaking up about it yeah but purely just for sympathy and then we get caught in a cycle of being aware speaking being aware speaking instead of actually bringing it up opening up and then taking ownership and taking action Mm. because i think most of the time when you feel like shit it's circumstantial right there's something in your life that's not quite right if you can't see it and so i think to me being vulnerable is yeah being aware then speaking up but then taking action instead of being like yeah this is going wrong speaking up Mm. and then getting caught in that cycle of constantly just getting sympathy off people yeah and i think i've definitely got caught in that trap in the past i know a lot of people have too Mm. yeah so i think when it comes to speaking up absolutely do it like your as you said your phone's always on same here but there comes a point where you have to take action and, and not just rely on other people yeah. to make you feel better. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, and that I, I find that with um, different training I've done with um, involved with other mates, um, you know, um, you know, setting up game plans and working with, um, you know, working with um, setting goals in your life and, and, and making, uh, being disciplined and motivated, mm. it, it does help a real lot with how you manage your life. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent, and yeah, yeah. So you you got to take action yourself. You do, yeah. yeah. That that that's it. You just got to take action. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Talk to your mates, but you need to take action yourself. Yeah, that's they're the two most important things. In your time in the in the fire brigade, as you said, you've seen some pretty fucked up shit. Mm. I imagine it probably wouldn't have been as easy to see when you started out. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I was tw- sorry, I was twenty, so I was only a young man. I came from the country. I had seen a fatality um, in a road accident um, prior to joining the fire brigade, and I had did, I did actually do CPR on an old lady when I was sixteen, yeah. um, and worked on her for forty five minutes um, with with the ambos. Um, she didn't make it either, but um, either I'm not good at CPR or she was too old. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll say the latter. Yeah, yeah. but um, so I had a bit of a. I remember when I did that, that was at a service station. I was working part-time pumping fuel. And mm. she, there was just a lady that came into the cafe and she um, collapsed and went into cardiac arrest. So I worked with the ambulance. And when I got back to the, I went in the back of the ambulance up to the hospital. And I came back, came back to, the, to work after they declared her deceased. And the, um, my boss at the thing, I said, oh, you can, you can knock off if you like. And I go, righto. And I was gone like five minutes and I was like, why am I going home? <laughs> I felt fine, you know. Yeah, right. And um, so I think, uh, so I do remember like my first calls, my first fatalities and things like that. Mm. But I've been to so many that I actually manage it really well because I, I think mm. I um, actually am I'm pretty good at managing because I, I look at it this way. Um, you know, we didn't create the emergency we we respond to make it better if we can. You can't save mm. everybody, but we we have a lot more success than we have failures. Yeah. You know, we go to cut someone out of a car and you know they're off the hospital and they survive because mm. of our actions. You've got them out quickly, they survive. Yeah, we're going to get fatalities, but the fact is uh, you've got to look at it um, that um, you do the best you could, the best you can, and, it, and this relates to everything in life, you know. Yeah. Do your best you can, do your best of the ability, and then you can't ask any more of yourself, you know. Just put the effort in, try, work, and that's the same with the um, yeah, your vulnerability and you know um, becoming a good person. Put the effort in, and you mm. get the rewards. And so, you, you don't have to question yourself then. So I, I I don't think I've ever walked away from the job going, oh, I wish I'd done better than that. Yeah. You know, 
Um, so I do manage that sort of stuff well. Yeah. Um, we had uh, we had a very difficult time about four years back. My son's best mate was um, killed on a push bike, mm. um, and that was really tough because like he struggled with it. His best mate struggled with it, um, and it was. I was really glad that I could actually, with my skills, step up and help those kids through that. And mm. I got they're they're great. Cal's mates are great mates, you know, and Rachel's mates. They're they're good kids, and it was so hard to see them going through that so much trauma. Yeah. But um, I was able to, you know, even with all, what I see in the job, I was able to step up and be um, help them through that, and and I feel really good about that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's epic. Yeah. With so. Obviously, it's interesting because when things are out of out of sight, they're out of mind. You don't think about them, but obviously, you're exposed to, I guess, fatalities or pretty fucked up shit on a regular basis. Does that does that make you kind of anxious in your own life around the, the probability of that happening to you or someone you know because you see it so often? That that is the only downside of it, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I do get anxiety because of that. Yeah, um, and that's why one of the reasons I went for um, hypnotherapy is that. Mm. Um, you know, when my kids on the road, they're they're on country roads all the time. Mm. I do worry about them. I do worry about it. I do like to know they're safely at home and, and, um, you know, and there's a lot of dickheads on the road. Yeah. You know, they could be, and they're good drivers. I mean, Cal, when Cal went for his license, he had for 180 hours because we'd go up the outback together and he'd drive on the Birdsville track or he'd drive on a single bitumen road with one wheel off into the dirt. (laughs) Um, he was on, you know, he drove in wet miserable conditions all the time his, yeah. his skill level is great and he was in my ranger so um in colorado so he did a lot of k's in him so he had a lot of k's carly uh, had the 120 but i put her through a defensive driving course mm. before she got a license and she's a great driver you know they're good confident drivers um and so with rach rach and um rach and anth carly's partner and they're they're good drivers um so I've got to tell myself that that's the case. You know, you, you, you sometimes it's hard. You worry about them on the road. You worry about that things will go well in their lives and stuff like that. But you can't, you can't change the future. You just got to live for the, for the now, mm. and you know, put all those tools in place to help you to have a successful life. But uh, you know, things do go wrong. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it has, it has affected me. But I'm a lot better with it now than I was. You know, like I, sometimes when Carly was a teenager, you know. I'd sometimes be, um, you know, I couldn't go to sleep until I knew she was home, or I'd be, yeah. I'd be looking at app, going, where is she? You know, where, you know, why is yeah. she not home yet, and stuff like that. And that's you just can't be like that. Mm. So that's the negative of seeing what I've seen. Um, and also, to I went to a road accident where it was a, um, we got a call for a, it was a fifteen-year-old um, and no, twenty-one-year-old that she came through as car accident, and she'd been. Roll the car, going 160 k's an hour. Mm. Roll the car, got ejected, and and then um, we'll doing CPR on her for ages, um, but she didn't make it. And found out she was 15 and stole the car. And her partner, Fine. her mate, was in the passenger seat. She had seatbelt on, so she survived. But this girl was thrown. And people would say to me, "How could you not relate that to Carly?" I said, "Easy." I said, "Well, Carly, one, she wouldn't steal a car." <laughs> Uh, she wouldn't drive at 160 k's an hour. Um, you know, the, the only similarity with those two is she's a girl. Mm. You know, there's you can't compare those sort of things. Otherwise, it would do your head in. Yeah, 100. percent So, um, you know, I, I yeah, so 
you know, there's not, I manage it well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100% man. I think it's a good lesson for anyone with everything that's obviously specific to you, but if there's something that you feel like completely consumes you and it just like destroys your life, you can get over it. You yep. just got to put the work in. Yeah. Right. And like you're a perfect example. I've certainly had things that have completely consumed me and then I've just put the work in and gotten over them. So whether it's, whether you feel like shit or whether you're unhappy with your body or your mental health or your job, mm. all you have to do is just take the action to improve and put the work in. Yeah, right? and, and in programs like, like what you offer and um, Lockie and that offer, you know, just put, there's there's options out there. There's, mm. um, you know, you, you just got to make the move. Yeah. Um, because, you know, life passes so quickly. Mm. And, I, you know, we're talking about fitness and stuff before, um, you know, it's, I, I've been basically training since I was in my teens because, you know, before I became a fiery and then being a fiery, you know, I would main fit, maintain mm. fitness and I get out there and I, I'll go into house fire and I'll put in breathing apparatus and even though I'm an officer, um, not many officers will go into the fire and um, wear breathing apparatus because they're usually standing at the front, but um, I'm not like that. I, if, if there's enough officers out the front, I'll throw BA on and go inside and, yeah. you know, we had a house fire the other day where um, we rock up and... Uh, we're the first truck on scene. There's only four blokes on the truck or four, yeah. four crew on the truck. We have girls as well. Um, and I've gone, uh, I'm in charge, so I'm determining what size of the fire, how much gear we need. So I got, I'm on a, on a line, what they call an exposure line, so it's not spreading to the house next door. Yeah. The boys are going inside to fight inside the fire and the other one is putting the water, he's running the pump. So you're going flat out. So I'm on the radio on an exposure line, giving a word back and then mm. come back and then get inside. I was inside for forty-five minutes with BA on, and um, I actually love it because it's yeah. like, yeah, I'm fit enough to do that. So um, I've always been fit and active um, since I was a teenager and right through my career. So I want to say that to you, young blokes out there, that maintain your fitness and lifestyle yeah. because it, it is so important for mm. later in life. Mm. You know, I do feel good. I, yeah. I do. I don't feel like I'm fifty-eight years old. Yeah. Um, psychologically I hate it I hate knowing I'm nearly 60 years old but that Fuck you know it's it's just a number I think yeah. you know if you put the effort in and you know don't don't drop the ball keep on you know exercise every day you know exercise your, your mental and physical health yeah. you know um, all those sort of things will, will make you live a long happy life and in fact I actually felt really good the other day when I did gym class not before last um, I was we did the circuit we're training for High Rocks, this big event in three weeks' time, yeah. less than three weeks' time now. And um, anyway, I was in the gym and I just we just finished and there was a couple of girls in the gym and and they were, they were talking and I said, I can't come out here, I got involved with in conversation. And they said, I, I, mean, I mean, they said, I said, oh, yeah, I'm 58 and I'm still doing it, you know. And they go, are you 58? And they go, <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, wow. And they turned around and they said, well, there is hope for us. I said, <laughs> I can't believe you're 58 and I go um you, you're just like you're running around like you're like a 10 year old yeah um that's epic and I said to no that's what I tell you you know like especially with women you know weights in women in particular it's really important because as mm. they get older that that can reverse the effects of osteoarthritis and mm. all that sort of garbage um because you train regularly and so so what I'm getting out there is just you know keep keep training do something yeah. every day um both physical and mental, yeah. and then you'll live a long and happy life and do what I'm doing today. Yeah, that's um, that's the most important part. Like you're happier when you train. Yeah, right? you just you feel so much better, man. So it's 
such a good point and props to you for, for still doing it. That's yeah, 100%. Epic. Yeah, yeah, and the mateship sort of, we discussed yeah. before, mateship, mateship, your fitness, your health, your, your, your um, energy levels and things mm. like that. Yeah, if, you, if you're just another person that comes over and sits on the couch and watches TV till you go to bed or um, play um, Xbox games all day and not do any sort of physical fitness stuff, it will eventually come back and bite you on the bum. Yeah, 100%. I could not agree more. Yeah. If you had to pick one skill or trait or mindset or habit that has made you the best person you could be, what would you be picking? I think, question. Yeah, I think... Um, I think because maybe that, I'm, that I, I, I think I'm a good person. I think um, I'm a good mate. Mm. Um, and I've been able to help a lot of people, even through work, where I do volunteer work and stuff like that. And um, I think um, I'm liked for that sort of, been that sort of person. Yeah. You know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm generous to my mates, to my family. You know, nothing makes me more happy to go out and buy a gift for my family or... Yeah. You know, or, or support them in some way or, you know, buy a coffee with a mate or catch up with a mate. Um, yeah, just and be the, be a person they can talk to. I think I think that's probably my greatest yeah. trait. Giving back. Giving back, yeah. yeah. Love it, yeah. man. It's been a blast. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Lads, thank you for listening to another episode of the Positive Masculinity Podcast. I have no doubt that you learned a lot and you took a lot of value out of this episode. Now, as I said, I'm going to be running a completely free live challenge every fortnight. If you want to register, all you have to do is go to www.thepositivemasculinityproject.com.au forward slash challenge. The link is in the show description. But make sure that you save your spot inside because there are limited seats. It is going to be completely free, completely live. It's going to be online. You do not want to miss any of these free challenges. With that being said, guys, have a fantastic day and make sure that you show up as the strongest, most capable and powerful version of yourself for you and the people around you.